Bite Change Nation, and welcome to the Voices of Social Change podcast. I'm your host, Josh, and I podcast this proudly, as always, from the Kansas City Startup Village. Coming at you today with a new intro. You'll notice I'm not going to bring the music back up today because I have a really exciting announcement to make, and I want to take just a few seconds with you. The first thing to know is that one thing we're doing here over the next few weeks is I'm going to play some of my best of episodes. The podcast is right at about a year old, so in celebration of our year anniversary, I want to go back to some of our earliest episodes. We had some of our best interviews back in those days, and we've had a lot of new listeners since then, so I wanted to replay a few of those those interviews and share those stories with you because we have some really insightful guests, and if you haven't heard those, I want to make sure that you do. So that's the first bit, but the second reason that we're doing this is I have a really exciting announcement for you, and I don't want to reveal too much other than to tell you that the Voices of Social Change podcast, we're in kind of an adventure right now this summer in the process of, of reformatting. It. It's not going anywhere. It's going to continue to be the podcast for aspiring social entrepreneurs around the world. We're going to continue to talk to rock star social entrepreneurs who have some of the best tools and best resources for us as we start to launch companies, businesses, ventures that make a dollar and a difference. So none of that will change, but the way that we do that is, is going to be different. We're going to take more of a storytelling approach and really get in depth with one social venture and learn about all the bits and pieces and the nuts and bolts that really made them what they are and helped them become established social entrepreneurs. So that's some exciting stuff. Be on the lookout for that relaunching in the fall. In the meantime, though, like I said, we're not going anywhere. We're going to play some of our best of episodes over the next few weeks as my team and I get that podcast put together. My goal is to have an entire quarter, so three months worth of episodes for you ready to go before we even launch that thing because I want to make sure that that I can really piece together a great story for you that that connects from beginning to middle to end. So we're all excited over the, about that over here at Social Change Nation, but I wanted to let you know that. You'll hear me, if, you, if you're a regular listener, you're going to hear the same intro here for a couple weeks just to make sure everyone gets to know that as they're coming in, and we have new listeners coming in all the time, so I do try to make sure I keep everyone posted on what's going on, but that's what's happening. So for now, though, sit back, relax, and take a listen to one of these interviews from our early days in the best of Voices of Social Change. You won't regret it. Hey again, and welcome to today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Real quick, before we break into our interview, just want to highlight, if you're not already a part of the community at Social Change Nation, please come join us there. It's Social Change Nation that puts on this podcast, and this podcast really represents the heart of Social Change Nation, our, our heartbeat of our movement is really this podcast where we share these stories. But our overall goal is to build a community of social entrepreneurs and change agents. That's what we're all about at Social Change Nation, and we want you to become a part of that. This movement is really your movement, and we want you to become engaged and to join these stories, to comment on these podcasts, to keep up with us. And the best way to do that is to run to socialchangenation.com, and you can link up with us, sign up. I will send you a newsletter. We do that two times a month. Uh, We certainly don't inundate you with, with things up here 
but we do try to keep you up to date in terms of what's going on with cause-based business, social entrepreneurship, and keep that conversation going and make sure we get you the tools and the resources you need as you're either building your movement or working toward building your movement. As a bonus, when you sign on as well, uh, we will give you a totally free gift, a guide we've created, the 10 keys to building a successful cause-based business. These are lessons we've learned interviewing social entrepreneurs from all over the world. Again, that's yours for free. Uh, Just sign on and we don't inundate you. It's just a matter of signing on. It allows us to keep you up to date in terms of what's going on in the Social Change Nation community and what's going on with this podcast at, at Voices of Social Change. Also allows you, by the way, to join the conversation. We do this podcast as a conversational component. We want you to be a part of it. We want you to come in and comment on the podcast we do and let us know if there are other movement leaders that you think we should interview. If you would like to be interviewed, we would love to share your story. Again, this is a community. Everything that we do at Voices of Social Change with the podcast and at Social Change Nation, again, our website, socialchangenation.com, everything we do is designed, dedicated to building that community. And so we want you to become a part of it. Easiest way to do that is run to socialchangenation.com and you'll see how to link up with us. Also, you can see all of our old podcast episodes, listen in to any topics that interest you and, and feel free to comment and again, join that conversation. So we'd love to have you as part of that. Okay. Without further ado, let's go ahead and tune in for today's interview. Well, hey again, Change Nation. And welcome to the Voices of Social Change podcast, podcasting proudly from the Kansas City Startup Village. I'm really excited to have here today Bridget Hilton. It's an interview I've really been looking at for a long time because they make something that is very valuable for us podcasters uh, as well as the world. Bridget Hilton is the co-founder of Listen Headphones. They're a one-for-one headphone company with a really, really amazing social mission. Uh, for each pair of headphones that they sell, they give the gift of he- gift of hearing through the Starkey Foundation, um, which I'm sure will come out as we chat. The Starkey Foundation actually has a personal uh, meaning for me as well. So uh, really excited to chat and unpack this story today. The headphones themselves also have an interesting story um, in terms of the materials that go into them. One thing we talk about here a lot are about social enterprises starting conversations with their products. And so Listen Headphones has uh, a really cool message there. But I don't want to tell you too much. I want to let Bridget take that away. So Bridget, I want to thank you uh, for taking your time and being with us here today. Looking really forward to chatting. Uh, why don't you go ahead and, and start us off? Uh, just talk to us, tell us a little bit about yourself and unpack uh, more about uh, Listen Headphones than than I just did here. Sure. So uh, first of all, I just want to say thank you to everyone for listening and um, thanks for having me on. But so my name is Bridget. I'm the founder of Listen Headphones. And um, so a little bit about myself. Uh, My whole history is in the music industry. So I kind of grew up um, doing marketing and sales for pretty uh, major record labels such as Universal and Warner Brothers. Um, So I've been doing the music thing for quite some time. I did it for about 10 years uh, and it was great and learned a lot and I loved it, met a lot of great people. Uh, So music has been really the biggest influence on my entire life. Um, I'm originally from Flint, Michigan and I moved to Los Angeles about seven years ago. Been here ever since and I love it. Um, So yeah, when I I wanted to start a company of my own uh, a few years ago, and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. But I know that I knew that I wanted to do something to do with music and also um, to give back to a cause. 
and there's a lot of things that I'm passionate about as far as causes, but, um, you know, something to do with music was definitely what I wanted to focus on. So this one day I actually saw a video of this woman hearing for the first time. Um, you may have seen it. It was like super viral a few years ago. Um, she was about the same age as me, and I was just thinking like, oh, my God, like, it would be so crazy to never have heard music before and like how much hearing and impacts your entire life. And so I just started a company to give people the gift of hearing that have never heard before. Um, so that was really the first reason behind starting the company. And then the headphones came next. So we decided, I teamed up with my friend Joe and we decided to start a headphone company that gave hearing. Um, we picked headphones because, you know, obviously it's a pretty crowded market but at the same time, there wasn't really anything that we wanted to wear, like something that, you know, looked good, sounded good and did good and had like good values behind it. So, yeah, Listen was born. Uh, our headphones and all of our products are made out of reclaimed wood. And we get the wood from furniture and flooring manufacturers from around the world. Um, they sound incredible, at least in my opinion and a lot of other people's opinions. <laughs> um, and yeah, they look great. And I think that, uh, yeah, that's a little backstory on us. But, yeah, well, no, and that reminds me, I can't, I can't believe I forgot to mention this. I'm actually, as I'm podcasting live, I am. I just got my first pair of Listen headphones yesterday, and I can vouch for what Bridget's saying. They sound amazing. Um, they look really cool. The way that they, they manufacture the wood is just a really, really unique uh, piece of it. And I love that, uh, what you said, Bridget, looks good, sounds good, and does good. I think that's just a, a really, really amazing mantra for your cause. And, and I love how you summed that up. So great stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, we wanted to use wood because it's just, it looks amazing, obviously. And it makes every single pair unique, which I think is, you know, in this market, like day and age, it's like having something unique is very important because, you know, a lot of people don't want what everyone else has. So <laughs> they want something different. <laughs> So, and we also made them out of wood because we always think like, why are guitars and pianos made out of wood, but not headphones? It seems to make sense sonically. <laughs> right. Well, and I, I, I remember that actually specifically when I was looking at, at ordering my headphones and you mentioned on there, you know, that, that the pictures that you show that each headphone has its kind of unique characteristics. And so the styles might be a little different. And I, I love that aspect of it for the reasons that you're mentioning. I, you know, I, I want to be unique. Uh, I, I want my own set of headphones and I, I love loved that that piece of your story definitely yeah i think it's cool that people can go to like a nordstrom or um, whole foods or you know one of our retailers and say like oh i want this one and then you know maybe they'll buy their friend one that looks totally different even though it's the technically the same product right yeah exactly so I, we will come back uh, to listen headphones and definitely unpack uh, a lot of the, the specifics. But before we do that, I want to uh, just shine the spotlight on, on you, Bridget. And can you talk to us specifically about your story? I mean, you've told us about the, the video you saw and how that directed you. But go a little further back and tell us, you know, what was it in your background, in your life that you would say really made you want to be a part of a cause, part of something greater than yourself? Hmm. Well, I think that I've been pretty fortunate that I knew what I wanted to do when I was very, very young. Um, I wanted to be involved in music just because I loved it from a very young age. Um, and, and I don't think a lot of other people, 
you know, have the opportunity to know. Like I meet a lot of, you know, college kids that don't know what they want to do and they're already, you know, 20, 21 or whatever. And that's totally fine. But um, so I was fortunate to know from a young age that, you know, I love music. It's what I want to do. It's all I care about. Um, So I think that I just, you know, I wanted to give people that have never had the experience of music to have that opportunity. You know, if they have never heard before you know there's so many people in the world that have never heard before there's 360 million people with severe hearing loss and i just wanted to i guess give that gift to them um you know i started working in music when i was 15 and i haven't stopped since and i uh yeah i kind of owe like my whole life to it i've owed like all of the amazing experiences that i've been able to have to the love of music love that how do you think music will change the world i mean i think that's that's kind of our um what we always say that we want to change the world through the power of music that was like our mantra when we started the company Um, music is is really interesting just because all around the world it's so important to everyone it doesn't matter what kind of music you listen to if you go to you know if you're in la or if you go to like this you know tiny little village in the middle of the Masai Mara in Africa or wherever like it's people are playing music they're singing they're dancing and everything it's it's a very global thing and so I think like through music you can really change the world because music is the universal language yeah and and I love that perspective of, of music as this kind of universal unifier something we we all uh attach to we all have very strong emotions about and no matter where we are no matter who we are no matter what language we speak i I love that perspective i think that's such a beautiful piece of your message so yeah thank you love that well great well let's go ahead and and move back and and talk about some of the specifics of uh, listen because like i said a a lot of the folks tuning in today uh, will be looking at at starting uh, cause-based movements of their own so can you talk to me, and I think it seems kind of natural in terms of how you chose the, the social issue that you've, you've chosen to address. How did you choose Starkey in particular? Sure. So we, um, after I saw that video, I started, you know, kind of like Googling other videos of people hearing for the first time. I was just like, oh, wow, it's so crazy. I love the reactions on their faces. And a lot of the videos that I saw were actually from Starkey. So I found out that they were actually based in the U.S., which a lot of the organizations are not, um, and they're the biggest one in the world. So, you know, those two things really wanted me to, like, I reached out to them because it's so easy because, you know, they have an office in L.A. I can just drive down the street and go meet with them versus, you know, flying somewhere across the world and, you know, trying to deal with that. So um, I found them, and they're just, like, seriously the most incredible organization that I've ever seen in my life like they are so 110% dedicated to their cause and you know what they're doing around the world like the founder of Starkey is you know founded Starkey Hearing Technologies which is a for-profit business but then he the whole reason why he started it was because he wanted to give hearing to people and then he, he started the foundation just because like you know that's all he wants to do like from the time that he wakes up in the morning to goes, you know, to bed at night, like he just wants to give hearing. So they were super inspiring and they're such great people that I couldn't really imagine working with another organization. Um, they've been able to, you know, we've gone on a bunch of trips with them and they're like some of the greatest people I've ever met in my life. So we're, um, 
very very blessed to work with starkey yeah i i love that and 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 like i kind of you know we had talked offline before and i'd mentioned this just briefly at the beginning this has a personal meaning for me uh, my college roommate had had come over in high school from somalia and had never really been able to hear for a lot of his life um until he, he came across starkey and they were really the entity and the organization that gave him the gift of hearing so i saw firsthand how powerful their work is and, and i love too that th- their mission is so simple but just so uh, shares their heart for this so the world may hear you know, just a few simple words, but tells you exactly, uh, you know, where their hearts are at. And I, I love that piece of it and, and love that. How was there ever a point, though, you know, some of the social enterprises I talk to, they're actually looking at, you know, as they're pursuing a one for one model, they're actually looking at starting their own nonprofit, for example, to resolve the, the issue that they're getting involved with. Was that ever a consideration for you? Um, I would say no, just because it's, you know, hearing is obviously more of a medical thing. And um, I don't think that we would be as um, qualified <laughs> to do something <laughs> like that. I mean, it would take, it would definitely take a lot longer. And, uh, you know, as cool as that would be, it's, um, I think that we're probably better off just having a for-profit business that gives to Starkey, just because they are so established and they have like the infrastructure that goes into giving hearing globally uh, like year round is crazy and they have a lot of resources that we wouldn't be able to and so we're able to kind of just you know partner with them and we together we have like a much greater impact than we would have alone yeah and, and I appreciate you sharing that and that is really I want to land here for just one second because that is across a lot of the interviews I've done that's really a, a common thread is is this mentality that in a, a cause-based business you know people are leaning more towards partnering with existing organizations um, so that each entity can do what they do best and I just mentioned that because I, I know I've also interacted with folks who are looking at um, starting their own nonprofit. It just kind of seems like the perspective I'm getting. There might be a few areas where that might be a, a good idea, but as a general rule, it seems like I'm hearing that a lot of social entrepreneurs are going the route of partnering with existing organizations, and it seems like uh, that's been been very successful for them. Uh, speaking though of of impact and and success, how do you measure uh, your involvement or your your impact through Starkey? So we always measure it. Um in terms of like how many patients that we've had and how many um, people that we've kind of directly helped on the missions that we go on um, versus a dollar amount, just because I think that, you know, that really confuses people and then they, you know, nitpick it and whatever. But, you know, that's a problem across all social enterprises right now. But, um, you know, we measure an impact of people just because everyone can understand what that means and they get it and they they go like, wow, I can't believe like I actually impacted someone's life versus saying like a dollar amount. So right now, um, we've like personally gone on trips to Peru. We did LA and New York, small ones here. And then we also did uh, Uganda and Kenya. And across those four missions, we did uh, 15,000 patients which is pretty crazy. (laughs) Um, But we're also going to, we're about to head to China next month, or actually in October, and then um, possibly Sri Lanka. So we will add a lot of patience to that tally. But uh, it's it's pretty crazy. I mean, 
to think like we've already done 15,000 is really like something that I'm very proud of. And when you say we, you're personally going, right, Bridget? Yeah, me and my uh, business partner go on the trips. Okay. And what what do those trips entail? What do you do during those trips? It's uh, it's like the craziest thing in the world. So it's, it's really an all-day, like basically all-day, all-night kind of job. Um, that's how dedicated Starkey is and how great they are. But um, basically we're on the there's always people in these areas around the world, say like, you know, India or Uganda or wherever, but that are working with the patients like before and after they receive care from Starkey. But um, we go on the trips that we're actually doing the physical like fitting of the hearing aids. So um, like Joe and I will go and we'll, you know, get there at eight, nine in the morning and they will be like, you know, just a huge line of people, like 600 people long usually, um, that need hearing aids. And they've all been like kind of tested a little bit before. So once you get to the patient, like there's, it's more about like changing the volume, like actually finding the right level of sound for them. And it's a lot of the times it's the moment that they hear for the very first time. So we're really lucky to do that part of it just because it is like, it's the craziest thing you'll ever see. Like someone that has never heard before in their entire life, say they're like 12 years old, 13 years old. And then all of a sudden, you know, you turn on a switch and it's like their eyes just light up and like the whole world is new. Wow. What a, what a powerful image. I, I, <laughs> it's crazy. I, yeah. I, I, can, I love it. I can only imagine how, how impactful that would be being there for that moment. Wow. And so, yeah. And I can see why that would be, you know, definitely a, a central and and hugely important piece of your work. I mean, yeah, let's you know, let's let's stop here for one second. I mean, you're you're running a company, but also you know, traveling abroad and and helping Starkey and being a part of their mission. I I, I think that just speaks volumes about you know specifically with with Listen how important that mission is to you. But but also uh, I think that is a huge message for anyone looking to get into social enterprise. I, I say this a lot, but it has to be a cause that is is near and dear to your heart and that you're genuine about. And that's so clearly the case for you, Bridget. And I think that has to be uh, for anyone looking to get involved in, in, in the cause-based space. So, wow. <laughs> oh, I agree. Powerful I mean, message. I'm all about anyone, like, you know, donating to a cause or working on a cause. It's great. But a lot of, you know, since social enterprise is becoming so popular, which is amazing, but I feel like there are there could be a lot of people, you know, starting things that they're not passionate about. And then it kind of is like a negative thing in the end because they, they kind of get bored with it or whatever, but definitely not the case for us. Like we love it. And it's, it's really something that you can see right away. So, you know, you're working with a patient and like their life changes right in front of you versus, you know, some other causes that are just as important, but maybe it takes a lot longer to see the impact. So I think that's like a really cool benefit of working in this space. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so one uh, random question on, on, on more of a personal note. So where in Peru uh, do you all tend to work out of? 
Uh, we went to Chiclayo and okay. Piura and Lima. Okay, I, I lived there for a year, so I. I oh, nice! <laughs> yeah, love love the place. Has a oh, it's a amazing, and the yeah. people are so great there. Yeah, they're they're they took me in like family when I was there. Uh-huh. It, was, it was great. Oh, yeah. uh, we had like <laughs> like every other person that we helped like invited us back to have dinner at their house, and like I mean, it was like, well, I can't go to like a hundred dinners, but. I would love to, love to see you sometime. <laughs> exactly. So, so I imagine you had some ceviche while you were there. Oh my god! Yeah, the food is incredible. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's. Uh, I'm glad that it's it's finally becoming more and more internationally known because, man, for a long time, Peruvian cuisine was just a, a secret. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. too much of a secret, but it's it's finally starting to get out there. So, so great. I now, agree. I, I'll keep doing my part to spread the word too about Peruvian <laughs> cuisine. So, great. Well, well, great stuff. So. Most of the ventures that I chat with are uh, your model, a a for-profit enterprise partnered with a nonprofit. But I I know a lot of my listeners, as they're looking at a cause, they're they're grappling with uh, a lot of different models out there. So there's kind of the the for-profit, for-purpose model. There are some hybrid models, and then there are nonprofit models for for social causes as well. So Bridget, how did you choose uh, the model of Listen Headphones, and how successful have you seen that working for you just from, from the business standpoint, or from a sustainability standpoint, I should say? Sure. So we're, um, yeah, I like to say we're a for-purpose company because we definitely started the whole company because of um, the purpose. But we are a for-profit because I think that's kind of a more sustainable way. We're not asking for, um, you know, donations constantly. We're we're more of the thought of like, you know, most people have headphones or have used them at some point, And if they're going to buy them anyway, then why not buy a product that um, can change someone's life as well? So we're we're not a nonprofit, but um, we so we're a corporation, but we are actually switching to being a B Corp. So I'm sure that you know what that is, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. So hopefully we'll be like the first um, benefit corporation that's in electronics. Perfect. Yeah, and we have talked about that a few times in the show. So I'm I'm really curious to stop here for one second. What are the unique advantages that you see uh, about becoming a B Corp? I think for us, like, it's definitely, like, we're we're pretty, like, we're self-funded, and we right now we don't have, you know, like, shareholders or anything, but um, as we grow, and we are growing really quickly, like, I'm sure that we will, and, you know, it's definitely important to hold your shareholders and hold everyone to the same standard, and that's um, built right into a B Corp's model. Um, I also think, you know, we always want to be aligned with the brands that we like and that we you know, <laughs> think are cool or whatever. Um, like Patagonia, for example, is a big inspiration for us and they're a B corporation. And so is, you know, like Ben and Jerry's and Warby Parker and a lot of the companies that we look up to. So we kind of just want to be, I guess, more like them, but there's no, I guess there's no point in being another type of corporation. If you already have the values built in, Right. Okay. Yeah. And I, I think this is an important message for anyone listening here, Change Nation. I want to just highlight a, a few things um, that Bridget was mentioning. One thing you know she mentioned with the B Corp, and I appreciate you sharing this because I don't think we've talked about this before, is that as a B Corp, you have you can legally then, if you have any shareholders, you can build uh, the creation of social value into your mission along with economic value. So whereas a normal corporation, their only expectation is just adding that economic value, a B Corp, that's actually built in to build 
a social value and that that builds that in as part of the mission that people who would come on board as shareholders would legally understand as part of it and so that's really important and and I like I said I just highlight that because uh, this is a conversation I want to continue to unpack uh, as, as as people are looking to start these kinds of movements to know just what what options you have and I think the B Corp can be a great one for that reason especially as you mentioned as you start to grow Bridget and more people get involved it helps to be able to be legally clear about what your central mission and, and focus is and kind of your non-negotiables. And yeah, it exactly. seems like the B Corp has allowed you to do that. And then I think also, for, you know, you mentioned a, a very important point too, that it uh, makes you part of this community and, and kind of distinguishes us, uh, distinguishes you from a traditional enterprise. So, yeah. Definitely. I mean, their process is pretty intense about, um, you know, all of the qualifications to go into B Corp. So you can, I like that you can kind of just look at, a B Corp and be sure that they are, you know, doing what they say. And that's super important to me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think it's super important to nowadays, especially with, with millennials uh, being a large part of the consumer base, it's very important to them to know those things. And and that's really powerful, too, because if, if people weren't demanding it, 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 I think it'd be a little little harder. But the fact that so many consumers now are demanding that kind of accountability, transparency um, is just really important i think all the more reason to look at something like a b corp for anyone tuning in and and starting an organization so definitely so uh, along those lines uh, what would you say are the unique advantages that a social enterprise would have over a traditional enterprise um i think that the number one um advantage that we've had other over like a say i don't know just any other headphone company um, is that a lot of people want to partner with us that um, like major, major corporations want to partner with us to kind of, um, I guess I would say like borrow our authenticity or, you know, use our story as like a, you know, it's it's great. It's amazing. Like we partnered with Spotify and we've partnered with Google and um, a bunch of like pretty big organizations like Rayovac, the battery company and just like, you know, like they would never probably be interested in us if we were just trying to, you know, get rich off of headphones or something like yeah. that. Um, but it's been great. Like we've been able to meet so many amazing people because of it. Um, I think that's from a business perspective. That's the biggest advantage is that you're able to form partnerships with big companies that you can use their resources and they can, you know, kind of like we can all benefit um, from a personal perspective, it's definitely, you know, my life is 10 times better than what it was because I get to travel around the world and help people. I mean, what's better than that? Yeah. And I, I've learned so much in the last, you know, two years that, like, I've learned more in the last two years than I learned in 10 years in the music business. Yeah. Well, and that, what, what you've just said, I think is, is really powerful and, and has a lot of meaning for me. And I imagine it will have meaning for, for anyone else listening in. I, you know, even just in, in what I'm up to with Social Change Nation, I'm able to lead with my heart and lead with, with things that are, are so near and dear to who I am as a person when I go in and, you know, for example, when I when I approached, you know, listen headphones about an interview or when I approach some fairly large companies about interviews, I, I find... Uh, and and this is certainly, and you're not saying this either, this is certainly not the reason we do it, but if we're, if we're talking about some advantages, you know, when you're able to lead with your heart like that, and, and I mean, people know when people are genuine, are being genuine, mm-hmm. and that goes a really long way, um, and, and I love that, and I can see how that would 
would really have opened a lot of doors uh, for listening. Definitely. To so, and I think like, you know, the people in the space are so great. Like we have so many friends that have amazing companies that are so smart. And so, you know, they lead with their heart as well. And it's like, I don't know if you're going to find that in any other industry specific. So I really like it. Yeah. I, and that's, that's what has, I, I've been, you know, in, in the nonprofit and the for purpose space for really my entire career. So over a decade and that, that has always been my favorite part is just the people and our, our openness, our willingness to help each other. And that's definitely shown true. Uh, you know, social change nation is, is less than a year old, but even just as I've, I've gone through that, it's just, you know, really, really exemplified how, open and and giving this community is and yeah i agree with you that's (laughs) that's the best part about it so Mm -hmm. yeah terrific so we've talked about unique advantages what about any unique disadvantages we might have over a traditional enterprise um i think i mean we haven't had too many disadvantages to be honest but i think that there is still a stigma of kind of like an old school thought of um charitable products not being super quality which, you know, we always say here, like, uh, like no one, like everyone wants to save the whales, but nobody wants to wear a t-shirt that just says, uh, you know, I save whales or whatever. So there's like this shift in charitable products going from kind of like, not, you know, quote unquote, sexy products, like, I don't know, like really big t-shirts or something that's just not as cool. And then the shift is going to more of like a fashion shift, which is really cool. Um, obviously with like crochet kids and Tom's and Warby Parker and, you know, even listen. So I think that the disadvantage is changing, but I would say that, uh, you know, some people are like, oh, well, I really like the cause, but they probably don't sound very good. It's like, no, <laughs> no they actually do sound really good. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I love my headphones. I love the way they look and sound. And, and the thing I'm looking most forward to is I know it's going to start conversations. And, and yeah, that's, exactly. that's the power of this uh, is, you know, we, we start conversations with the things we wear and use. And, you know, me being able to start a conversation first about just the quality and the look and loving all those things and then also getting into the cause. I, I, I can't wait because <laughs> I know those conversations will happen. I'm, I'm on a college campus. So I'll be rocking them all over the place. So I, I'm looking really forward to that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Great stuff. Well, great. Well, so that closes out the first section. I just want to go through just the uh, last little bit here as we as we close out and say goodbye. Um, something I, I always like to do, I try to do this with everyone, I just, uh, at the very end, just want to throw a few quick questions at you just to give you the chance to share uh, some quick insight and resources uh, for my audience. So, you ready to rock and roll? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Bridget, what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Hmm, I've received a lot of good advice, but... Uh... I think that hmm, this might not be advice, but it is something to think about is that life is short and everybody says that and everyone says, you know, you only live once, but it really is true. And it's something that I think about, you know, all day, every day about like, you know, am I living the life that I want to live? And if, you know, what can I do to improve and what can I do to grow? And I think that that's really important. Um, Someone once told me actually that if you're, if you combine your interests and, you know, make like a a career out of that, like you'll never feel like you're working and you'll always be happy. And that's, you know, it's very true because I don't ever, I'm never like, Oh, I really don't want to go to the office today. (laughs) I really don't want to do this. Like every day I wake up excited because I'm doing what I love. And I think that, you know, everyone should try to do that. Yeah. Great, great stuff. 
Okay, what's one book you think we all should read? I am a huge book nerd, so I read one book a week, so there's a lot oh. of recommendations. <laughs> um, you know, I, there's not really one book that I would say, but um, I really like uh, Tim Ferriss. He's one of my favorite authors, um, and he's written The 4-Hour Workweek and The 4-Hour Chef, and I really like his mindset of just kind of lifestyle design and um you know, designing your days, like how exactly like you want to live. And I like that. Um, a book that I just read that I really like is the new book by Adam Braun, who's the founder of Pencils of Promise. Um, that's a really, really good book for anyone that's looking to get into the nonprofit or social enterprise space. Yeah, that that was the book that I would say inspired everything I'm doing today at Social Change Nation. That nice. It's an incredible read. And I've, I've mentioned it uh, several times in my audience, but I you know, can't mention it enough. It's, it's such an incredible book. I mean, it, it will. I know people say this all the time, but it's really true. It will change your life. The way mm-hmm. he lays things out and his experiences. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll give some Yeah, it's a good that. guy. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and, and Change Nation, as, as always, if you're listening in your car, um, I will put uh, links to this in the show notes. I've linked to Adam Braun's book again, or before, but I'll link to it again just to, to reiterate that and then um, talk a little bit about Tim Ferriss's work, too, because that's some great stuff as well. Uh, you've got me beat on the one one book a week, Bridget. I was doing two a month, and I thought I was pretty good. <laughs> but uh, Oh, I, I mean, to be fair, we travel a lot, so there's a lot of uh, time spent time on planes. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. Right. That's where most of it is. That can help. Great stuff. What's a fun escape you turn to when social business gets you down? Um, it doesn't really get me down. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't really have to. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but um, I mean, it is, you know, it's really sort of depressing when you go other places and you see how, you know, lucky we are to live here and how much of a disadvantage sometimes it is to be born in different places but that would be the only time it gets me down but um i I love the outdoors so i um, try to go and travel and do fun things outside all the time like for this you know this weekend i'm going to big bear which is a couple hours from here but um go relax by the lake and see the mountains and get some fresh air that's what i love to do I'm with you on that. I, I wouldn't be who I am without nature. Unfortunately, we don't have too many lakes here in Kansas, but I find places yeah. to go. So, yeah, it's okay. great stuff. So do you have a tool uh, that you're using right now to grow Listen headphones that you're just loving? Could be an electronic tool like an Evernote, something like that? Um, we have uh, we use a lot of things. We're a very small team, and we work really hard. So we um, definitely use technology the most. Um, I would say... Something that I really like is our e-commerce platform, and that's Shopify. And I like it because I'm not a designer or a uh, coder, but I was able to do our site all by myself. (laughs) 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 That's always a time and money saver when you can just do it yourself. So, um, yeah, I really like that. It's really easy. It gives us good analytics, and um, it's a good tool to have. It's really cheap. So I would highly recommend that to everyone. Shopify. Great. And that's that's another thing I'll, I'll put in the show notes. And I'm with you. I'm, I'm always for things who are friendly to us non-coders. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat. So, all right. Well, last question before I give you the last word and let you say goodbye. What is one thing you think everyone can do right now to start changing the world? I think you know, put your money where your mouth is. I think that people, and it's definitely happening. Um, 
with the rise of social enterprise, people are buying products that uh, have a cause or have more of a, you know, socioeconomic impact. And I think that one thing you can do to start changing the world is just, um, you know, start buying things that you know are made in the right way and made for the right reasons versus things that are, you know, harmful to the environment, harmful to, you know, the workers or whoever is making the products. So I think that's like a really easy way. Like even something like is, you know, like, I don't know, I like tar- Target, for example, was selling um, like 50 different products from Feed. And it was everything from like, you know, tablecloths or whatever, just like random stuff that you would never even think about. But if you could buy something like that and it's giving something to someone else, I think that's super important. So, yeah, it's a pretty easy way to change the world. Just buy things that you'd normally buy, but just buy the versions that give back. Yeah, terrific stuff. And and the good news is there are more and more and more opportunities every day. So, yeah, good, great stuff. Okay, so uh, before I close out and say goodbye, I just want to give you the last word. I'll give you the chance to share any last thoughts you'd like with my audience. And then lastly, just let them know the best way to get connected with what you're up to at Listen Headphones. Sure, yeah. I would um, just thank you to everyone that's listening. And I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to me. That's, um, that's amazing. And if you guys want to check out Listen, just go to listenheadphones.com. It's spelled L-S-T-N headphones.com. Um, and you can find us on, you know, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, we really appreciate any support that you guys can give us. So thank you so much. Terrific. Well, Bridget, on behalf of Social Change Nation, I just want to thank you uh, for your generosity with your time and, and your insight here. Uh, we had uh, just, I think, some amazing stories. I love your heart for this. I love the the piece about music being a such a unifier and, and the example uh, you you both are setting by going abroad and getting hands-on with the organization that you're partnering with. I think that's just such a powerful message and, and example you're setting there. So thank you so much uh, for being with us here today. And Change Nation, I will see you later. Well, hey, thanks again for tuning in today. Remember, if you liked this interview, if you've listened this far, we want you to be a part of our community at Social Change Nation. So come over and visit us at socialchangenation.com. Sign on. We will give you a free e-guide, the 10 keys for building a successful cause-based business. These are lessons we've learned from our interviews with social entrepreneurs all over the world. We'd love to have you as a change agent in Social Change Nation. Until next time.